kind of find that why. I know uh, passion is a word that just gets thrown around so lightly, but if you heard my voice in the hours of us talking, as I speak about hair, my voice changes and, and my tonality and my hyperness and you know, I'm just so fiery with it. If that's something that you love and, and your career, you keep going, you know, <laughs> but if it's not, you need to re recenter your mind and find something that you're fiery with because hair is not something I play with. Um, it's definitely, I live, I live for it and you should live for your career. You know, your podcast is something that you love and you enjoy it and it's a part of you now and yeah. just like hair is a part of me. So find your passion focus center yourself and just be around positive people totally. um, so i'm oh i'm always around successful people and, and success doesn't mean money you know right. success means happy people all right that was my friend vincenzo stylist i am so excited to bring you guys this episode we talked all about following your dreams pursuing your passion not holding yourself to unrealistic standards and really pushing yourself and pushing your significant other and being pushed by them um, and how, you know, that right person will push you in the right direction um, and inspire you to be better. I hope you guys love this episode as much as I loved having this conversation and I will see you on the other side. Hi friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. I've got a really special guest today on that I'm super excited to introduce you guys to. We were just trying to kind of figure out when we actually met, but we definitely went to elementary school together. We're certain of that. Um, and I think like you had a crush on my then best friend, um, Beth. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so we're just, uh, we, I mean, it, far back, far back. So, but right. now for the last, I would say eight years, maybe I've been coming to you, um, for what was, you know, the first time eight years ago, the first good haircut I'd ever felt like I received in my life, you know, at 23 years old. Um, and that was so impactful <laughs> on my life, like on my confidence on, you know, how I looked at myself and I was like, wow, the experience of getting my haircut doesn't have to be nightmarish. <laughs> I don't have to hate how I look for a few days and like wait till I, you know, style it myself to be able to walk out of your salon feeling like good about myself and feeling good. Um, that was such a very different uh, friendship I had with you than I had with anybody else in my life at that young age, you know? So I'm so excited for you to be here. Will you introduce yourself to our listeners? So, hi, I'm Vincent Loretta, which you know me by, but my Instagram handle and Facebook, I go by Vincenzo, Vincenzo Stylist. And, um, I mean, you just known me since elementary school. And that's my, <laughs> my, my human name is Vincent. And now my <laughs> wife, my wife listening to this podcast, uh, Beth was also in fifth grade. I didn't know my wife at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm dead. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants you to have had any relationships before them because yeah, <laughs> even though they shape you, you know, your life experiences shape you, like it would be nice to never have to hear about them ever. <laughs> right. So I can't believe I'm doing you here for eight years already. That's amazing. 
Yeah, I can't remember if it was if it was the year that I moved to Ocean City, if it was right before then, because that was 2013. I had finished up my I had finished college in 2011 and then went to Army basic training in 2012. So I think I started coming to you after I was already out of the Army, um, which would have been either that summer or the following summer, maybe like two years. Yes, yeah, so it's probably like yeah, seven or eight years, though. Um, but after the army, I did ocean city for that summer. I think it was when I moved to Boston the following fall, like, so 2013, yes. right? So, you know what I also remembered, remember when I came to do a hair show in Massachusetts and I was taking clients, I also did your hair there. Yes. In That's Newton, crazy. In Newton center. I literally lived in Newton center because it's down the street from Boston college. And my sister who is five years older than me had gone to BC. And so she lived there with a few friends. One of the roommates was moving out. And then six months later, you're doing a hair show there. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what? It just shows you um, when you're happy, especially with, you know, your hairdresser, look at that loyalty. You used to come see your family and you lived all the way in Massachusetts and, and I would see, you know, twice a year, whatever the case may be. But I know. I never, that, I would not amazing. schedule a trip to go home to New York if I couldn't see you. Cause I was like, it's not worth it. I'll have to go back another month later anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The commitment so, though, because you showed me what a good haircut was. I was like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't do anything less than this now. I love it. So um, I'll talk a little bit about myself first. Uh, I've been doing hair for about 13 years now. I'm, I'm 31, so around 17, 18. And, uh, you know, we grew up together and I was getting nervous in high school. I was having a little too much fun, um, you know, messing around being a, a young kid. And as I got into college, I realized that like my ADD, I just can't sit still. And I, I, you know, I'm just so creative and I've been around this hairdressing for my whole entire life. I'm three generations of hairdressing. Uh, so I enrolled into beauty school, a little nervous because my dad's a, an unbelievable famous hairdresser. He owns his own salon as well. And I said, you know, Vin, like if you're going to do this right now, like you, you can't just just be a hairdresser. You need to be a hairdresser and be successful. You just can't live in your father's footsteps. So I, I carried that with me for a few years. And, uh, Which mentally, is a heavy burden. Yeah. And, and mentally, they beat me up. I would cry sometimes. Um, it, it was very impactful. Um, and around 22, I, I started getting my, my, my bearings. Um, started competing in hairdressing for competitions. I won a few competitions. I won a, a hair show, a, a women's uh, transformation competition in Paris, uh, 2017. And um, just kept going. And what I realized is I mean, I'm not my father and I have my own shoes and I'm going to create my own looks. I'm going to have my own type of clientele. And once I got that into my mindset, I was able to be successful. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and that's, in your own right, you know, in your, your own specific world in your field, that was what your, you know, that weight was that burden on you. But that's so relatable that we all feel like we are having to live up to somebody else's expectation of us, you know, somebody else's version of what they think we should be or what they want us to be. And when you find that in yourself, it's hard enough to live up to that. <laughs> Forget about what somebody else's is, you know, but it's so much more 
ah, I mean, it's so much better for you because you're making yourself happy and you're living up to your potential and you're pushing yourself like out of love for yourself because you know that you're capable of doing that. Where when you're just trying to live in somebody else's footsteps or you're just trying to fill their shoes where you're just trying to make other people, you know, think best of you or think better of you or whatever, like no matter what you kind of, you're never going to, you're never going to reach the imperfect, you know, or the perfect thing. Like you're never going to be perfect. So be you in that, you know, sure. in that version of it. For sure. Uh, I remember this one specific time and uh, I was, I wanted to be an educator for this really big successful brand. And uh, they asked me, why do you do what you do? And um, I, you had to demonstrate and speak in front of a whole class. And that's something I also struggled with back in the day, not new Vincenzo, but uh, I'm, I'm saying, you know, who I am. And I couldn't <laughs> finish, I couldn't finish my sentences because I didn't really know who I was. Um, I didn't know my why factor. I was always living in my father's, my, his shoes and his mentality. And I didn't know who I was. So once I was able to break free from that, like I said, that's, that's when my whole world opened up. I, I met my wife, um, I, my career skyrocketed and I, I love it. And that's, and that's what it's all about. You know, that's the magic that shows up with the confidence of standing in like your truth and standing in like what you're meant to do and, and what you're meant to be. Most of my clients are women, females, and uh, I would say like 90%. And that transition happened uh, five years ago. Um, and it's a, just a woman industry. You know, a lot of the leaders in our industry are, are females. Um, so it was very hard, you know, to find um, where I was and um, build clientele on that because I feel like uh, women on women conversations are, are much more uh, relaxing. You know, you're going to talk about your boyfriend, you're going to talk about your husband or any type of girl issues you have with your buddies. And those are different conversations that you would speak to um, most of the time with uh, your male hairdresser. Um, so, you know, I want to make sure that women are comfortable while I'm doing their hair. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> I always do that. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, well, you were talking about like becoming more confident in like who you were and like how that was like standing in, you know, stand, like deciding how you wanted the experience to be, how you wanted your, you know, your whole thing to be, like what you wanted to create for yourself. Um, am I, was I totally reading that wrong? I felt like you were bringing no, me to yeah. like, yeah, yeah like making women more comfortable, like as for part sure. of your experience. I, I'm not sure though, that that's just where I felt like it was going. <laughs> yeah, you're like a mind reader. So um, I'll, I'll Along with that, and then we could talk about my, my wife, and I would love to talk more yeah. about, um, you know, a woman's presence as well as my mother. And um, my success came with social media, and we live in a digital world. And what you put out, you also get out. And you could, you could put out negativity, which you don't, and that's why I love you. And you can, you can also put out positivity, and that's what I'm drawn to. Those are my vibes. Um, my clients that are amazing, they love me your hair's going to look amazing. You know, when we have a, an amazing vibe together, you know, if you're all, you're negative, you, you, you inhale a negativity as well. Um, 
so social media brought me a lot of success. I have a, a, a decent amount of followers and it, it became clients and loyalty, just like, you know, yourself. And uh, my, my wife is a influencer. My wife, her, her name is Beauty by Lee. Her name's Stephanie. And uh, we've been dating for about eight years. Uh, we're married three years. I met her in beauty school. So I, I met her in beauty school. I was like 18 years old. And she was gorgeous. I didn't even know what, how to talk to her. I was like, what do I say to this girl? <laughs> so, so the first thing that came to my mind was like, can you shampoo me? Like, I, I'm like, really, Vince? Like, that's what you say to this girl that you like? Can you shampoo my hair? She's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, what do you say back to that? <laughs> but uh, we, we remained friends. Um, I have a beautiful stepson who's now 10. I met him when he was three. I have two gorgeous daughters, two years old, nine months. And, um, you know, we, we also have the, the, the picket fence and the dog, you know, typical Long Island vibe. Um, but with her lifestyle and uh, her blogging, she's such an amazing woman. She's all self-made. Uh, she never asked for a dollar from anyone. And, um, you know, it's a tough little story I have where I remember the days where we would sit on the floor and watch TV. You know, you can think of it as you will. And those were, those were the times, you know, we still had an amazing time together and just seeing her come from, from there to be an extreme success is truly unbelievable. And it just shows you, you know, social media can take you anywhere. If you're driven, if you're hungry, if you're consistent, persistent. Um, and, and in turn, she also made me a better hairdresser. You know, she, right. she made me push, push the boundaries. She made me more successful. Um, well, you know, that's what happens when, you know, you support each other and you support each other's dreams and you see one another, you know, being more successful, they push you and they drive you to want to rise to the occasion, to want to be, it's like so much easier to take care of yourself when you're like part of a team, you know, you're part of something bigger than just you. When it's just you, it's like, well, nobody has my back. Like, I don't know, what's the difference? You know, I know I said I wanted to be good, but like that takes effort. <laughs> and when you have somebody like on your team to like support you, like it's, it's really incredible. And you do see like the confidence skyrocket and you know, your quality of life improves significantly, both of you, because you have someone to share it with. And you know, they're, you guys are just pushing each other. I remember seeing uh, at Beauty by Lee, like on your Instagram, on your Facebook, uh, you know, around that time, around the time that I started coming to you to get my hair done. And I was so pumped for you because she is gorgeous and like clearly so talented. And so it's so incredible to just like hear you talk this way and just like gas her up and praise her up, you know, and and, and that's just something that I've always like really adored in you, you know, for the, the eight years that I've been coming to get my hair done by you. And that is why you have like loyal clients and, you know, because it is a vibe that you put out, like you can be loving and positive towards everybody without being in love with anybody else, without being, you know, in any other, you know, weirdness, like have a strong, wonderful, beautiful relationship with a wonderful person who you love and still Absolutely. be loving to the rest of the world. And, and that's the vibe. And it's really hard to attain that. That's not an easy thing. And you do like an awesome, awesome stellar job of it. You know what it is? She's just that, that type of chick where like, you're in a room with a bunch of people and, and this girl got nothing bad to say to anybody. She's such a beautiful soul. So like, how do you, how do you not be drawn to that type of energy, you know? 
Yeah. And when you bring that out in each other, you know, like it's clear that she made you better in that way. Like she had that light and she infected you with it. <laughs> and like, it, when, you like have, when you have the light, like you've got to share it because not everybody has it. And it's a dark and lonely, scary place out there. <laughs> no, that's so true. You're so right. Um, so, yeah. So the other thing that's that we wanted to, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, so that's awesome. Um, that's the relationship that I have my, with my wife. That's how I met her. Um, her success story is truly remarkable. Um, and she just, you would truly love this chick. Like one day I, would, I wish for her to be on here. Uh, she's totally, totally all for female. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of girls that aren't, truly. Yeah. If you really and, think, you know. And the more that I've been, I told you that I've been on this women's empowerment kick recently. And what that has done for me has been, I have to reach out to all these women who inspire me. And I have to just like swallow a little bit of that, like judgy pride that we all like have deep down somewhere, like whether it's like your whole existence or it's like deep in the depths of your darkness. But like, I have to swallow that and like be humble and, and tell you all the things that I love about you. And sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it's really easy, but it's, it, women are catty and it's really hard to say, Hey, I, you know, and, and sometimes it's really easy. And recently it's been really easy for me because I've been doing this love myself challenge. And so like, I have more love for me and therefore I, it's easier for me to come up with love to give to everybody else because I have more love for me and you have to have that, you know, you have to love yourself. You have to know that you're worth, you know, having a good life, having a happy life, you know, and, and, and infecting others with that light. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally all about that. Um, the way I'm raising my daughters, even though they're such babies, you know, um, I just keep thinking in my mind, like, you're going to respect yourself. You know, you're going to respect your mind. You're going to respect your body because it comes from you, you know, and if you exude respect, then you, you receive it, you know, most of the time. And, and being a father of two little girls, like that's all I can dream and wish for, for, for men to respect them mentally and physically, you know, cause I don't feel like going to jail. I don't even look that good in orange. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, there are like two good things that I just want to share with you. If you, you know, feel at some point in the future to share them with your daughters. Um, I learned something, uh, I always say it was like the best or the most important lesson that I learned while I was deployed um, was keep your head up and move with a purpose. And I like later learned throughout life that like keeping your head up just really is like a sign of confidence and like people do really respect that. Um, just keeping your head up, your shoulders back. But that was the lesson that I learned and it was only later, you know, in the, in the few years following when I started to really like journey into myself um, and like my own awareness of my experience. And I just, I stand by that fully always like keep your head up and move with the purpose. People respect that and they don't fuck with you. And the other one is um, an affirmation that I've been doing for almost the same amount of time, about two years, uh, is I respect myself with every decision that I make. And it's one of, whenever I do affirmations, that usually makes it into the lineup. <laughs> but I try to do three every day. Currently mine are, I respect myself with every decision that I make. I am a soul, not a body. And I shine my light to remind others that they can too. And it's really beautiful. They're really powerful. Yeah. So I say them like three times each. I try to do it like morning and evening before bed. Um, but they're hard to do. They're really hard to do. So I really respect and love that you're teaching this, these 
things, these concepts to your daughters. Um, you know, women need to respect and love themselves in order to respect and love others and not just women, but men, everybody needs to. And, you know, it does, it starts with the parenting. It starts with how we're raised and, and how we raise ourselves because you have the opportunity as an adult or as, you know, an adolescent to realize that what is happening to you isn't your fault and you can reparent yourself and you can reteach yourself, you know, whatever negative loops you have going on in your head, in your life about what your experience was, like you can rewire your brain to experience it in a different light. And when you say these affirmations to yourself, when you teach yourself and you learn from your mistakes and from your lessons and you forgive and you love, you know, and you reparent yourself and you reteach yourself things, like the world will be better. I mean, we were like joking that like the world would be better if there were more women and higher ups. But I think it's really right. that like the world would be better if we all stepped into like our masculine and feminine like powers and like because we, we have them you know but you, right. you have to access them and you have to realize that you know you can change your thought patterns like you got more confident with your wife in your life like when one magical thing happens more magic is possible the yeah, more magic happens the more magic happens for sure it, it's an uh, amazing snowball effect going down the mountain and um you know back back to I believe if there were more female in power and I, th I think this world would be a little better of a place. Um, uh, back to when I was a child, my, my mom, my, my father would work crazy hours. He would go to hair shows all around the world. My mother raised us for the most part. And uh, being a stay at home mom, that ain't no joke. There is no price tag on that. Um, I, I come from where we're, I'm one of three boys. We're all two years apart. We watched wrestling. We would beat each other up. We would play basketball. We would play baseball. You know, the typical boy-boy stuff. And this and is how I remember <laughs> Vinny Loretta. Right. <laughs> is right. literally being this, like, nutso kid with, like, two other brothers, one older, one younger. And I have an right. older sister and a younger sister. So yes. we just knew each other, like, from, the, you know, the world of elementary school. Like, but I remember you, like, beating up on, you know. And also, like, just, you know, being boys. It's, it's a hard life. Life is hard sometimes and lonely and dark. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you know, just shout out to Mama Dukes and shout out to like all the moms that just really held it down. And yeah, shout out to the moms that- it together that... all day, every day. Like whether you're with your children or not all day, every day, but like parenting at all and also like existing at all, just cause shout out to non-parents, but like really the stay at home <laughs> moms, like you guys are really killing it. Like I've worked with kids, you know this, but for like 10 years and- Yes. The first time that I ever lived with my students when I was in Italy, I au paired for one month and Oh my fucking God. Like my oh, one God. day off a week wasn't enough. <laughs> and wow. you guys don't get that. So I learned. You know, it's truly, it's the hardest and best thing you've ever done in your life. Um, and, and children are drawn to the mother. You know, there's a, there's a connection, especially if you breastfeed, which my, my wife has done. Uh, she just has a calming, a, a soothing to her that, when you're in trouble or when you're hurt, like you need your mom, you know, it, there's just, that's not replaceable ever. And I looked back, we watched our wedding video. I'm married three years, uh, first week of October. And my daughter's obsessed. My two-year-old is obsessed with watching my wedding video. 
And the way a grown man, I was 28 at the time, looking at my mom doing our uh, mother-son dance, my, I didn't stop smiling. And my smile was so peaceful because to me, my mom is like my home, my safety, my comfort. And, and it's just beautiful, you know, having it is, that. It's so beautiful. And being, being, being blessed to have that in your life. I know that there's people that don't have a mom. Yeah, um, Aubrey Marcus talks about that a lot because he says that he grew up with like a similar experience of like a, you know, very unconditionally loving mother. Um, and yeah, I do feel like a lot of people don't have that experience. Uh, you know, I have a, a very scorned relationship with my father and it's very impactful every day. So I can only imagine to also not have that with your mother, to not have it with either or to have it with both. Like what the different experiences are, are all unique and incredible. And like we were saying before, you can turn around whatever negative, dark experience you had in your life. You can rewire your brain as you grow. All right. So check this out. Like my phone's overheating because this is like the only chance I get to myself. I'm like, wait, <laughs> wh where's, where's Lizzie? What, what's literally happening? So yeah, here we are again. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning welcome in. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Rookie mistake. I should know better. It totally happens. So, so you know, we were talking about, I, and I was, I remember commenting when you were in Italy and you were, you know, taking care of these kids. I was like, man, you cray cray. <laughs> but, you know, at the and end I of the day, didn't you get, you think get it was going to be that hard because it was like, you know, seven years into my career of working with kids. I was like, I could fucking deal with kids for, I, I had at, at different points in my time, I had, 300 students, 400 students who I knew by name, who I knew their parents and their grandparents' names. Like I, you know, I, I was doing a lot with a lot of families. So different when you get to give them back after one hour or three hours, you know, like I was wiped at the end of, you know, seven 50 minute classes some days, like you're fucking tired at the end of that. And it's like gymnastics and singing and teaching and smiling and the whole fucking thing. <laughs> but like you had to be on and I didn't have my phone on me for any of it. Like once I got the Apple watch and I was able to kind of like see what time it was and like see if I was getting any notifications like right on my hand, I was like, all right, this is like a lot of, I'm doing, first of all, so many steps. I was doing like seven, eight miles a day when I was doing that. But anyway, so I did that right up until I left for my first Euro trip, my first three month backpacking trip back in fall 2018. And I traveled for about two weeks. I hit um, Germany and Amsterdam, and then I flew to Italy and did one month with this family. So I'm thinking, I'm going to be a pro. This is going to be so fun and easy. This is like a rich family, a Polish mom and an Italian dad with two Italian kids. They've lived in this beautiful house on a mountaintop between like Milan and the Alps. And it's oh like God. insanely gorgeous. And I'm having the fucking time of my life, you know, newly single for the first time, you know, I'm five months single at that point, maybe six. Um, but single for the first time in like legitimately 15 years. I think I was like 15 when I got my first boyfriend. I'm pretty much have had a different boyfriend ever since. Right. Um, so this was like a wild experience anyway. No, it, it was not. I, I was actually kind of like locked up. My first au pair experience, I was like literally kind of like locked up in their home. Like they like gave me only one day off a week and you're supposed to get two days off a week. You're not supposed to work more than like seven hours a day. And I was working like 
18 hours a day. I was basically up with the parents and asleep with the parents and doing everything like with or for the kids. Um, the mom was cooking and the cooking was fucking amazing. And again, the house was insane. And we like did fun things on weekends sometimes. And like, it was awesome. But I like learned later through like au pair worlds and like other au pairs that I met, like, like the next time I went back that what they were doing was like totally illegal, but they also had never had an au pair before. So lots of, lots of hairy stuff, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> but I was working myself to the bone, working with kids and it was not fucking easy. That was the point of that whole side rant. So sorry about no, that. I, I, working I with it. kids is hard. <laughs> no, it's, it's no joke. And obviously you have a different perspective when, when they're yours, you know, when you know, there's no retreat, no surrender. Yeah. And, you uh, love them. Yeah. And if something happens to them, it's really fucking serious. Where like I, you know, at the end of a class, I'd be like, Oh, by the way, um, you know, Zachary <laughs> fell today and he right. has a pretty big bump on the back of his head. He's fine, but he, you know, <laughs> he was crying for a few minutes. We didn't call you because there was no blood or anything, you know, and, right. and that's literally how I took it after the first year, the first year, anytime anything happened to any kid, I was like, Oh my God, the parents are never going to come back here. And like, they're going to sue me, you know? And also like, what if the kid dies? You know, like, oh my that's God. like, that's like the third or fourth thing that I think about though, you know, as a parent, that's kind of the first thing that you think about. Like you always think some, you know, you always think the worst, obviously. And it's the same thing anytime you care about anybody, but yeah. So that's my experience with kids. So check this out. And I, I know that I, I'm the guest and we really got to pick and, and play with my brain. Um, but I remember when you were doing all this European type stuff and being cultural and um, being European descendants and being to a lot of those countries you've been to, yeah. I felt like I, I was there mentally with you and, and the pictures you were posting, especially the ones in Ireland, you, you inspired me actually to, cool to, to go to those places. And and I think that for me, um, you know, reading and, and thinking of, of your vibes while you were there, personally, I think that that's what shaped you into the woman you are today, uh, a big part. You know, you being free, you, you know, newly single and adventurous by yourself, doing all it these was things. Like you know, the most incredible thing, like, and absolutely shaped me into the woman I am today. And like, I took, I think I was, I think I was, it must have gotten a haircut like three weeks into like the podcast project and like you right. so you literally watched me yeah i mean and it does feel like very intimate that i have this like cool relationship with anybody who's been following me on instagram for like the last like five years has really like seen this like transformation like happen before their very eyes and to your point about like being inspired by like my trip to like galway and um, Dublin. I mean, in, you know, the 11 weeks of travel before that, <laughs> um, right. I was so inspired by Joelle, uh, Joelle Samantha, who we went to high, high school with. I played lacrosse yes. with her. Um, and there's like another girl on Instagram, uh, Christina Cashman, who I like follow on Instagram. And I was like, so inspired by, I was like, these are like regular people that just like decided to like make their life extraordinary. And then right. last summer, right before I started the podcast project, there was a girl that I met, it's funny that you say in Ireland, in Galway, in Ireland. Um, both the two, two of the four or five people that I met that night and did like a bar crawl with from my hostel in Ireland, like such cool fucking stories that I have and like cool memories that I have with these people. But two of like the five people that I met that night 
um, have been guests already on the podcast. And one of them is from New Jersey and invited me to go to a self-development class with her last summer. And that was the class. It was when I decided that I was going to sign up for that class. I went to like an introduction, like five hour session with them. And I paid for my first for, for my class, like in August or whatever. Um, and it was that like day that I decided I was going to start a podcast. And through that, I have gotten to have these incredible conversations, these like long ended conversations with people who I find interesting and inspiring and incredible. And thus has made me continue on that like journey that I started when I was started traveling. Like I want to expand my knowledge. I want to expand, you know, what I'm interested in and, and what I know about and it has made me into this woman and I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience and, you know, for getting to talk to, you know, people like even, even like all the people that I've gotten to talk to from our high school, like how cool is that? That like, I've had a bunch of super awesome guests on this show, on this podcast from our high school, like that we all like came from like, you know, a five mile radius, a 10 mile radius. It's just like so incredible. Like everybody has greatness in them. Everybody has greatness in them. And it's just like, you have to decide that you're going to like bring it out in yourself. For sure. Tell me if you could still hear me. I can still hear you. Good. I'm not overheating again. <laughs> you are with me. I'm like the Terminator. So, um, yeah, no, I thought that was truly, you're very inspiring. Um, you know, I can only imagine how inspiring you are to women as well. Um, you know, just, you did something that you stepped out of the box. You did something that you were vulnerable. You did something by yourself. And I think that it's, you know, something that a lot of women are afraid to do, you know, uh, the safety of not being able to travel by themselves. Cause I'm sure they don't want to take their boyfriends, their husbands, they would love to be out and free, but we live in a, a really shitty world where we have to protect ourselves. Um, and I'm, I'm sure the military, you know, grew you to become stronger mentally not alone, you know, alone from physically. Uh, but I, I can congratulate you. And I think that's truly unbelievable what you did. And that's inspiring to me. I, I'm the same way. Whenever I used to travel uh, single or newly, my, my wife, a girlfriend at the time, uh, I wanted to go, I wanted to be better. I wanted to better my craft. You want to make more podcasts. You want to get the word out. You want to inspire people. I want to do the same when I touch hair. And um, we live in a world where there's different types of hair all around the world. There's different types of trends and European being one of the best. I wanted to be there all the time. I used, um, you know, you were watching the kids over there in the, the Alps and my family actually has a house right around there, uh, north of Milan. I stayed there for a month, about six years ago. And I went to this gorgeous salon. I was an assistant. He gave me some haircuts. He taught me. It was a so very cool. unbelievable, it was an unbelievable experience. I was so, newly so dating. Cool newly dating my wife at the time. Uh, so I was there for a whole month. And uh, when will I ever be able to do something of that such again, having my little family. So I right. wanted to make sure I, I was able to live all those dreams. And now I have different dreams. I have and, different and I do dreams. remember like watching that transformation happen and being so proud of you and so excited for you and so inspired for like by you. And so it is just like, it's so cool how when we inspire each other and when we feel good for each other and joy for each other and love for each other, how we all just lift. And like, that's the magic that like snowballs that, you know, compounds when we like show love to one another. It's, it's really fucking cool. You know, just another topic. Um, we, there's a lot of bad things happening in the world. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of bad people in the world. Doesn't matter what color, doesn't matter what gender you are. And um, we, we live in our own uh, spiritual bubble of lifting people up and uh, being passionate people. With, with the news the way it is, how come the news never speaks about uh, positivity? How come, you know, you don't see, because that, that types of things, they don't sell as much. Fear sells. Being scared of things sells. You know, being afraid of Black people sells. And yeah. all, those, all those things. Um, you, you never see the good that people do. And, and that's why I, let alone love you from being a friend for all these years, you're two different people because I also follow your social media and I love that person too. You know what I'm trying to say? I know like not two different people, but I yeah. love No, it who feels you are like I am. <laughs> but, but I also love the positivity that I need in my life to keep going. Cause you look at your timeline, you're, you know, I'm scrolling, pretending on my, <laughs> my finger in my palm right now. Right. Do that. It's fun. Anyway, <laughs> There's a you, lot you of miming and podcasting and nobody sees what's going on. Boom, it's I'm, it's, I'm doing one, the it's wave one of the right cool now. things. Yeah. That I'm you get to describe. Twerking. <laughs> you can narrate what your behavior is. <laughs> I'm Italian. So my hand's been flying. I, I hit my hand against the glass a few times. Anyways. So you know, you can, you can go on your timeline. You can stay there for a few hours. You can see a lot of negativity on there. I don't want to be a part of that. You know, I don't want to be in that, that world. I have to uplift people. I see about 10 to 15 people a day and they're paying a service for not only to get great hair for me to be all theirs mentally as well. Yeah. I might, I might be that shoulder that they need to cry on. And it's been, it's been done before and we've had deep conversations uh, with clients. Uh, a hairdresser is not just a hairdresser. A hairdresser is there for you on all your biggest occasions. I've seen, I've seen communions. I, I did hair for communions. I did their confirmations. I did their, their sweet 16s. I did their weddings. Uh, I've done, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, their hair, not their personal hair, but for the burials of their, their spouses, I've been there for their biggest days and their most special times throughout their life. So you're not just touching people's hair. You're, you're connected to the client. And that's something only one of, you know, four or five professions can, can do legally. I, I'm, I'm able to touch, you know, your head and everything. And you just build a connection to you. Yeah. And you, you really do have such an incredibly um, unique perspective because you have that closeness with your clients where you're doing, you know, their wedding and their, you know, all of it. You're doing all of it and you specialize in a certain kind of hair so your clientele is like all these women who have probably had a lot of hair trouble their whole life i mean i'm very white and privileged and i have like curly when it dries on its own afro frizzy hair and right. it's and I struggled with that in my, in who I was my whole life. So I can't imagine everybody else's situation of all of the different kinds of hairs that we have and the way that people open up to you. I mean, I've cried in your chair before, like tiny, tiny teardrops, you know, and usually of joy, but we do choose what we get to see on our social media, even if we don't get right. to choose what we see in life. And I had that same kind of realization where I was like, I, cannot fucking contribute anymore to the negative bullshit and anger and frustration that we see on social media where people are just 
bitching and comparing and hating and judging. I don't want to see it anymore. And like, I'm a water sign. It's all over my birth chart. So I just cry and cry and cry. I think that's why we love each other. I'm, I'm a cancer. I'm a little crab, you know, I'm salty and I go into my shell when I don't feel comfortable. Uh, my wife, my wife and my son, they look at me on any type of like sad movie. They're like, let's look at Vincent. He's going to cry right now. I'm like, yo, can I cry in peace? Like, you know, I have my period. Let me cry. <laughs> right. Give me some d dark chocolate and I'm good. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think that that's why you're on the right end of the women's empowerment movement. <laughs> you know what? Being a hairdresser, it is what it is. You know, it's just, you're around women all day long and you have to just accept your truth and step into it because it's a superpower. Whatever it really is, whatever you struggle with accepting in yourself the most is truly your superpower. It's just like cloaked in like a nasty disguise and you can't quite see it, but it's there and it's your freaking superpower. I love it. So, <laughs> you know, while we're on the topic of hair, I, I want to tell you two um, special stories to me and I have a client, uh, she probably has the most hair you ever seen in your life where your hands can't actually even touch her scalp. Uh, it takes about this poor girl an hour to condition her hair to detangle. Oh my God. So, so she's been coming to me for about two, three years. Um, you know, she sees a few hairdressers in between because she lives about two hours away. And uh, her, her first visit, she sits in my chair. I do her hair. She loves it but she starts crying and I was very confused. And she said, you know, you made me feel like no hairdressers ever made me feel because you didn't tell me that something I already knew that I have a lot of hair. It's okay that I have to pay more because it takes more time and I'm okay with that. But you didn't make me feel bad for something that I've had. And I said, uh, fucking obviously, like we both know you have a lot of hair. That means, not, you know, it is what it is. I'm, it's not my job to bring you down when you have so much beauty and people wish that they had hair and it was strong and you know, everything right. of such. People losing their hair and with thinning hair and with short but, hair that doesn't grow, wish they had big right. voluptuous and, and she, hair. And, and her vibe is why I became who I am, the hairdresser, because she made me feel special. Like, wow, like, are you kidding me? One hairdresser in her whole entire life didn't say anything about this poor girl having all this hair. Like she, she already knows what she has. Why would you want to put some, your client down? How does that make sense to anybody? But it happens. It's terrible. Right. So yeah. that's one, one and gorgeous story. And that's just story. like part of like why we have to all like accept ourselves so that it right. becomes easier to accept others. Like once you've forgiven and accepted and love yourself, it's easier to forgive, love, accept others and, and not make them feel any kind of way because we're Absolutely. all going through our own like journey through life. So like, let them experience their experience as they're experiencing it. Like you don't need to impact it with you, like your judgments and your, you know, hate, anger, fear, whatever. Right. And um, my next story is a story that I have consistently in the black community. And it's when a woman um, of color and textured hair, they, they, I cut their hair off similar to my wife's new haircut, you know, like that pixie cut and that short little haircut. And, um, 
every said, few years and it looks right. great every time i'm always like oh what's it gonna look like this time it's always so good and she always oh has the God. best color she's so gorgeous i can't even right, that's, that's a side note that's probably why she married me she gets free haircuts but that's a whole other topic <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it. so yeah it's totally worth it <laughs> um, so so i do these women's hair and um the the relief they have and the freedom that they get from the hair being cut drastically um they and these are business women these are wall street women yeah. um they said i never felt comfortable with my hair looking like this and we're talking about it's the year 2000 and freaking 20 man it's such yeah. a joke and, yeah. and they they never felt comfortable being around men and successful men without long hair or, yeah. or you know i'm like listen like are you joking like this is this is you so what would you rather in, have? Uh, yeah, I think it's in the color purple, the book, right? Where they talk about um, your hair as like a symbol for freedom and for, you know, how you feel about yourself and your independence Absolutely. and things like that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very profound, uh, a really profound thing that you're, you're a part of, you know, in these, in these women's lives. Right. So, you know, and, and that goes for me too, even though I'm biased, you know, this is my career. When I get a haircut, man, you can't tell me nothing. I feel like I'm the prettiest thing in the world. But but how do you feel, Liz? And, and when I do your hair, you're like, oh, man, I can tackle anything today. Like, this is, hair is very powerful. It has so much more meaning than, than vanity. It really is. I I mean, you know, I go through <clears throat> different phases, I would say, in, you know, on Instagram and stuff where like I'm posting selfies all the time and I'm taking, you know, videos all the time. And then other like months and seasons where I'm like, I just don't want like my face on any camera. I don't want to be, you know, the, the front of this at all. And when I leave your chair, it's like, put me on the front of a friggin' magazine. <laughs> Cause I look good and I can now conquer anything. Like, and it's that confidence that comes from knowing, you know, that like you are good enough and you are loved. And that's why it's the whole experience with you. That's why it's not just, you know, no, it's not, it's not just, just what you look like. Up. Right. Exactly. It's more, what a good podcast. I love, you know, I was really looking forward to this and I spoke to you. I don't know if you remember these words. Uh, when you first started doing this, I told you that this is going to be a success. And I told you <laughs> that, that you will be successful and you know, th life takes time. I'm 31 years old and I've been doing hair for about 12 to 13 years. I didn't become Vincenzo stylist until four years ago. That's a lot of time. Yeah, it's it's so. a serious commitment, I know. And I have to like keep reminding myself that because just in the year that I've had the podcast, it's like there's been so many ups and downs, obviously, with the quarantine and like, of you know, BLM and hurricane after hurricane and just like natural disaster after crazy fucking thing. This has been like the wildest ride for everyone. And right the fact that everyone's even still keeping their head afloat is amazing let alone like staying positive so like <laughs> this wave of motivation came over me and i was like "Fucking let's go like because this is how i felt at the beginning like something about august you know i think that's when i got my last cut by you but i'm not due for another month <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know we we all go in seasons correct it's hard to keep um passion and uh, motivation alive through <clears throat> at least for me at least um, and the best thing that happened to me recently was quarantine. 
I was able to be with my family for three months. I was out of work and, you know, I was collecting unemployment and I was barely staying alive. I was barely paying my mortgage and, you know, you're going into your little piggy bank and you're scared. I was really scared for the first time in a very long time. You know, my bank statements weren't looking pretty. Um, And that was playing with my mind and telling me, you know, Vin, like, what about if hairdressing's not for you anymore? You know, what about if the salon industry's done? What are you going to do? Are you going to go to people's houses? No, I'm not. Are you going to go have people come to your house and be around your family and do their haircuts? No, I'm not doing that either. So my mindset was, what's your passion, Vincent? And my passion's teaching. It's always been, I've, I've always been drawn to history and science. Um, and I was looking I think at that's colleges. another thing that we have in common also, right. because like as much as I love to like, you know, learn and as much as I love to like explore, like teaching is always what it's about. And that's what I love about, you know, the podcast. I'm like learning and teaching and getting to talk, which is another really important thing to me. Like I had to be able to talk it out <laughs> and cry it right. out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and it's just, I was really getting nervous. So I was looking at all these colleges and things like that. And like, okay, governor says that we're opening up June 10th. All right. You know, if this is what's meant for me, let's, let's, let's try and do this again. Um, and I've been 40% busier, you know, the, the numbers are up even with all the safety protocol of 50% capacity, um, social distancing, I'm working longer hours. You know, I work, um, uh, probably, you know, 14, 15 hours a day. Yeah. And, and um, it's no joke. It's no joke, but I needed three months for myself to be with my family, to see my, my little girls, to be with them every single day and just kiss on them. And, and it set my mind at a different place. And I, I just came out swinging. And I, you see my work. I've been more focused, more posting on Instagram. The pictures yeah. I'm posting are, they're no joke. They're, they're perfect hair. Uh, I'm not, uh, and I've been saying, you know, in a positive way, like I'm stepping right on, on the throat, you know, I'm not messing around anymore. Yeah. Um, And we, and we should speak about ourselves in that way when we get all fired up about our passion, when we get to this, you know, riding this wave of motivation that, that comes sometimes really infrequently. So fucking ride the wave. (laughs) And like, it's clear that you're taking it seriously this time. Like these are gorgeous fucking pictures. You are, you, you guys were like so busy at the appropriate capacity. I felt so safe. It felt so together. Like it really was like an incredible experience. Experience. And to top that off, you're, you know, an amazing hairdresser also. So thank you. That's awesome. This was fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm so you're, you're so right. We got to like refocus during those, you know, those months, those, you know, for some, some of us, it was six months for some, it was three, for some, it was one for some, it was very anxious and it wasn't a, a, a time to refocus, but how blessed we are, how, you know, amazing and wonderful it is that we were able to slow down and, you know, and, and really realize what was important and really realize, you know, that we can come out of this and you can come out of anything on top. You can pivot and you can make changes and you can refocus and you can rewire that brain. Um, there's a lot of things that we didn't talk about that I really wanted to talk about today. So I'm sorry we didn't get to it. Um, but just in the, um, I forget the word, but in the honor of time, it's definitely not the word. <laughs> <laughs> But you know that's what we're gonna say. Um, I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, is there are there any like kind of final notes that you would like to like leave everybody with? 
Yeah. So especially, um, you know, for all the women that are listening, um, kind of find that why. I know uh, passion is a word that just gets thrown around so lightly, but if you heard my voice in the last, you know, 20 hours of us talking right now, <laughs> as I speak about hair, my voice changes and, and my tonality and my hyperness and, you know, I'm just so fiery with it. If that's something that you love and, and your career, you keep going, you know, <laughs> but if it's not, you need to re recenter your mind and find something that you're fiery with um, because hair is not something I play with. Um, it's definitely, I live, I live for it and you should live for your career. You know, your podcast is something that you love and you enjoy it and it's a part of you now and yeah. just like hair is a part of me. So find your passion, focus, center yourself and just be around positive people. Uh, that's why I love talking to you all the time. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be around negativity. I don't want to be around people that doubt things or the glass is half full. That's, that's a terrible vibe to be around. And my, my soul gets, you know, kind of drowns when I'm in, I'm in around those waters of people. Um, so I'm always, I'm always around successful people and, and success doesn't mean money. You know, right. success means happy people, Right. you know, exactly. So right. I want to leave, exactly I want to leave you on that, on yeah. that note. Yeah, find what you love. Remember that it takes time. I don't want to rush this. I know it's commitment. I know you've put in the time. You have put in the work and the love and the sweat and the blood and the tears and all of it. Right. I know you I have. Put in the, you know, the money. I, I spent thousands and thousands on my education. Truly. You know, what, what, yeah. what, people, what people spend to become a doctor, I spent to be a hairdresser. Right. And, you know, I, it's, it was an investment, but you didn't know if it was going to pay off. And, the, you know, I, I spent the time doing the army so that they could pay for me to be in college so that I right. could pay for my trip to Europe that changed my life so that I could take that, meet that girl to take that class, to start this podcast. All of the seemingly unrelated things are all piecing together your beautiful life, but you have to always follow your heart, follow that passion, and keep practicing and you know keep that head above water positive note for sure i love you this was so much fun i can't this wait was. um to re-listen to this conversation over and over again um where it. can everybody find you i'm vincenzo stylist on instagram and facebook and i'll be posting all my family pictures so i hope you don't get bored of looking at little <laughs> kids and stuff like that they're you pretty know, cute, my, so. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. We'll keep them for a while. <laughs> All right. Um, and anything else, uh, like, link-wise, you want to, are you guys, are you, you're, do you guys do a website even? I don't know why I asked that. I was going to say, do you want right. to tag your wife? But I could just cut it before I ask that weird question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, it, right? There, that's where they can find you. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you find me, you find her. There's nothing, you know. <laughs> uh, so, you know, VincenzoStylist.com, it, it's, it shows you all the accolades, all, all the pricing and where I can be found in Long Island, Suffolk County. Um, you know, anywhere on Google, Vincenzo Stylist, you'll see a bunch of my little links and fun stuff like that yeah i think the mo majority of my listeners are actually in new york so i'd love oh, to you know have them come come give you a, a visit a swing by you're you're fucking awesome and i love you i'll talk to you very soon all right bye love thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode for more information on this episode check out the show notes or find me on instagram at liz without a pillow if you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would please share it screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, 
take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.